When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone! It'll be 25. I'll be through again. This is the CU Podcast for uh, May 7th, Tuesday. Wow, it's already May 2019. Alongside Ian Ferguson. I'm your party host as well, Pat Contry. Uh, we'll be talking about lots of fun stuff like this Spider-Man uh, trailer, Far From Home. Riot Games having an employee walkout. Sonic the Hedgehog movie update. Epic Games uh, acquires Psionics, our, our local nice, huge indie game developer. Mm, yes, they're, they're 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 like ten minutes away. Um, Randy Pitchford meltdown. That's fun, and more Q and A. Maybe a Patreon poll topic. Uh, Ian, uh, do you, do you have a you have Avani's birthday present that she said for you to give to me? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope, I had to run out of the house this morning and I forgot. Um, you know what would have been a great birthday present? My Bloodsport shirt would have been fantastic if you wrapped up. It would such a good uh, mm-hmm. little little heartwarming moment for the podcast. My shirt you've had for now two years. Yep. That would have been heartwarming. Would have been. Are you wearing them both at least like equal times? You're like, so you're not wearing one out more than the other? Are you? Are you, are you turning, Most likely, yeah. Are you turning them inside out when you put them in the washer? Oh, so we always so inside out and we hang dry. So you don't ruin my shirt? No, we hang dry. You know my shirt's on loan. It's yeah. like a loner mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Okay. It's like a beater. Is, is, is this something you can hold over me like for the rest of our lives that you have my shirt? Yes. Is this, is, you, it's is this, my one bargaining chip. This gives you the chubby. This is your leverage yep. on the podcast. This when is it. When we negotiate. Like, well, Pat, you don't want anything happening to that Bloodsport shirt, do you? I'm going to be like, you're right, Ian. You get all the monies. I'll throw it on high. Oh, you're gonna for three hours. Oh, in the dryer, you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. threaten. It'll be a schmedium. Yes, it'll be a schmedium. It'll be a schmedium. I swear those schmediums to work. Back when in my mid twenties, God, that was a mistake. Oh man, uh, that's I, yeah. I won't get into now my office life. I really don't never talk about that much. But that was interesting how people thought about me in like my mid mid twenties, like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. It was interesting. I was like just coming off the metrosexual days a little bit. So uh, that I probably see. didn't help. I see. Uh, for how people thought about me. Men and women. They, when they you had the, the real tight. Oh, I had the tight. The real tight haircut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tight and cropped. Yeah, yep. That's right. High and tight, they High call and it. tight. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been in the military um, at that point. No, it wasn't super short. It was like how it was when I first moved here. Yeah. You know, it's like, th- this suits me better. I mean, it's exaggeration. That's this suits it's me better. I look younger with the, with the full head of hair, I think, anyway. Um, what was going to say? So... Birthday's coming up. I have nothing really planned. I think a couple of friends separately want to take me, uh, take me out to to dinner. Uh, someone wanted me to to go somewhere on a trip. I'm like, I can't go away for a week. There's too much going on. I got I got to work on the Super Nintendo book. The NES book should be finalized for the for the reprint, so that's good. Super Nintendo book I'm putting in overtime. Fighting crime, fighting crime. It's a mass theme. Um, so that hopefully will go to print. Hopefully later in May. And then I'll still ship sometime in July. That's the goal. So I'm not 
even though it's a little behind, I'm still on track, kind of. It won't be six months behind like the NES book was, that's for sure. Um, that's good. And then, um, what else is going on? Anything else in your life besides your? You, you, it's good that you got a new appliance, but it's bad that's in. It's, they didn't do it right. Yeah, well, we're trying to get a lot of things fixed in the apartment, and they're dragging their feet on it. But hey, that's landlords. Um, other than that, I made a pitcher of grape Kool Aid yesterday. Best expenditure of uh, empty calories that I can think of. Um, very good. Uh, worth... You just thought I'm just going to go in the supermarket and buy some Kool Aid. <clears throat> yeah, that's actually what happened. I I walked by and I was like, "Hey, grape Kool Aid! I'm going to buy some of that and make it." Uh, and it worked out well I, for me. My parents never used to buy Kool Aid. It was I guess too. It was somehow too expensive. Kool Aid. I don't remember Kool Aid being expensive. But they never. No, bought it it's for us. not. It was like okay. Well, my it was like twenty fifteen cents a pack. Well, my mom must have worked it down her head and bought us the, the juicy juice instead. Which was probably worse for you, to be honest. And more expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know. My mom used to buy stuff only on sale. So we got, like, you get Hawaiian Punch week one. Week two, you get Juicy Juice. Week three, you get, like, whatever apple juice was on sale. It, was, it wasn't a consistent diet of, it would just of awful follow, drinks. It would just follow the, uh, the, the circulars. Yes. Yes, that's how my mom bought us food. That's how my mom bought us food, too. But, like, every once in a while, you know, you, you finally get the one thing you asked for, like, three months ago. Yeah. That you saw on TV or what have you. And then, oh, it was like the perfect moment of the, there was a coupon for it and it was on sale. So my mom would like work out. This is how, <laughs> that's why I'm crazy with working out deals. My mom like perfected it. And then, but then you wouldn't get that item again for like three years. So don't get used to that good thing you liked because you got to wait for the next cycle for the, for the next red moon, yeah. red blood moon for it to come on sale and there'd be a coupon for it. So you like reduce the cost by 75%. Yeah, anytime you that's saw a, that's a great way to live, Mom. Anytime you saw something name brand, it was like, oh, this is a this is a once a year thing. Yeah, uh, the only things name brand we ever really bought in the house when I was younger was um, my dad loved Pop Tarts, so name brand Pop Tarts about once a month. And uh, I didn't know there was off brand Pop Tarts. Oh yeah, there's off brand Pop Tarts. There was that strudel thing, and my dad. Uh, toaster toaster strudels. strudels. Those are delicious. Uh, they're great for kids to have that in the morning. Yeah. Why don't you have a cake for breakfast? <laughs> That's basically actually, what you're doing. Actually, the cake is probably healthier. I mean, toaster geez. strudels, it's like they're frozen. It's one you put and, the, the stuff put, on the package. Yeah, you yeah. put the, put the, the, the cheese not... sauce on the top. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> cheese sauce. Yeah, it might as well be cheese sauce. It's nacho sauce. <laughs> but they come out. I it's love, pure sugar. I love toaster strudels. It's pure jelly sugar. But they come out of the toaster oven greasy. Like Yes. <laughs> the, the fat baked in, yeah. and then you're putting the sugar on top. Okay, go to school. Like, How did you think that was a healthy <laughs> breakfast, mom and dad? Can you How do you think that was good? It should be illegal, I think. <laughs> because Pop-Tarts are like, those are bad. Yeah, toaster strudels were like up it to the next level. We'll just have it lard infused <laughs> with the jelly packet on the side, flaky crust. Justin, and you wonder why we have an obesity epidemic. <laughs> it starts when you're small. I'm not saying parents that you you had to like look out for every meal, but don't don't let me eat toaster strudel. I'm not sure I even asked for it, Ian. I think my mom just bought it because it was on sale. Uh, it's something you put in the toaster. It's a strudel. It must be healthier. Yeah, it's healthier than... You, you know what? There was always this bad rap against eggs and bacon back in the day. Like, it was so awful. Oh, eggs I, were... You weren't supposed oh, to touch eggs. Oh, eggs are going to kill you. Bacon's going to kill you. You know what's going to kill you? Toaster strudel is going to fucking kill you. <laughs> That's what's going to kill you. Uh, bacon and eggs won't make me a diabetic. Toaster strudel will. Eggs make yeah. the world go around, man. There, I think there's I think there's always, like, PR the battles. Food. There's always PR battles between, like... 
these different uh like, like the, the milk industry and the egg the egg people the egg union if you want to call them and uh, seriously there has to be because it's always every five years they, they, they try to get these studies come out like oh you only can have eggs once a week it was something like that then it, but so there was always something going on like that well you should have more carbs than protein and fat which is now known as bullshit Shit, yeah that you need just as much protein as carbs if not more so so there's always i think there's like all these food battles going on behind the scenes the whole fucking food pyramid is a, is a crock of shit oh yeah but someone pushed that. that was our, just, that's just a scheme. That was just someone paid off someone in our government to push it on kids. Was, big grain, big, big grain, big grain. Because we learned that. No, but we, seriously, we learned yeah. that in school. Yeah. That oh, you should have the most carbs. No, you shouldn't. Sorry, this is becoming a health podcast now. Like no, most people shouldn't have more carbs. I mean, than maybe fat in 1850 when all we were doing was working. Well, on yeah, when farm. everyone was a farmer. Yeah, and burning it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, no one's a farmer. You, you, you always have some bread in your back pocket in the fields and gnawing on it. <laughs> <laughs> humans didn't eat a bunch of grains for most of their food throughout our, our evolution. Now we're going off on a tangent. It's becoming a, another podcast. It's fine. But we decided we had to have cereal every fucking day of our lives. What was I talking about? Oh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, Spider-Man Far From Home uh, is supposed to kick off. Spoilers. Uh, right after Avengers Endgame. It's been like a week and a half. You've had to see it by now. And so uh, it deals with the ramifications of the snapback. Everyone's back. And so Nick Fury and Maria Hill are there. Uh, uh, Peter goes on vacation. Um, and then it's revealed the biggest thing about the revelation was that I guess it's not, I guess it's with the, with the new snap. I was halfway off with my theory, but it sounds like the, the new snap uh, made a multiverse. They kind of come out straight out and say it. Uh-huh. We have a multiverse. So Mysterio, played by Jake uh, Gyllenhaal, who was originally going to be Tobey Maguire's replacement in Spider Man uh, 2, because Tobey Maguire hurt his back. Uh, filming Seabiscuit, he almost couldn't make do the movie. Um, now he's in a Spider-Man movie, like 15 years later, playing Mysterio, which is an old school geeky Spider-Man uh, villain. But now it's framed that he's a hero in his own multiverse, in his own dimension, and somehow came into ours. So like he's been hired with Spider-Man along with Shield to fight these elemental monsters, like. Like you see in the first trailer, like the you see the first right. trailer, like yeah. the, like the fire and water creatures and stuff. So. It's a weird sort of way to do Mysterio, but Mysterio is also like a con artist. Yeah. And he's also, you know, a guy who makes shit up. That's part of his nature and illusion. So it'd be interesting to see where they take it. But I do like the fact that they're finally doing a character like Mysterio. I'm still waiting for someone like Craven, but Mysterio is someone that's a decent character that maybe cannot carry the whole movie himself, but he can be thrown in the mix. Sure. You know. Um, but what, what do I don't like about the, the trailer? I tweeted about it. I hate the fact that Spider Man's still using uh, Iron Man tech. He's he's mini Iron Man. Oh, is he using Iron Man tech? I he's still know. using the Iron uh, Iron Spider costume, and um, in the first scene, it shows him fighting. Uh, you know, like he's oh, the first probably ten minutes with him fighting some robbers or something, and the the fucking uh, blades come out, whatever blade leg things come out to help him fight. And I'm I'm just like I don't get why. You need this. He is Spider-Man. His powers are incredible on their face. He can. He is agile enough and quick enough w- with the spider sense to dodge uh, gunfire. You don't need the suit to help him. It takes away from his own unique uh, traits. And that's what I was trying to explain to people on Twitter. And people were like, well, Pat, we've seen that version of Spider-Man before in other movies and all the comics. It's like, yes, because that's the core Spider-Man. You understand the spider sense and his reflexes and his webs. That's his. That's who Spider-Man is. 
Mini, mini, mini Stark is not Spider-Man. That's not who Spider-Man has been for the first like 50 fucking years of his character. And I'm not sure why I'm getting blowback on this. To me, it'd be like, okay, we're going to do our Punisher, but instead of him having uh, machine guns, he's got, a, he's got a nightstick and he's got a taser. To me, that's just as weird. You see, it doesn't speak to the core of the character. You can do Punisher taking out villains with, with a nightstick and a taser, but it's not the Punisher deep down. Is it really? Is it really? We can have Captain America, but we'll give him a long sword. It's like, okay, you can still be Captain America, but he's not really the core character anymore. You might like the long sword, the Captain America. I don't know. That might be fun. That might be fun, or, or give him a, a, a fencing uh, foil. Well, yeah, that would be good. And then also in the trailer... Um, it's like no one the, the secret identity thing it doesn't matter at all I guess in the MCU because uh, MJ in the trailer says oh yeah I know you're Spider-Man I'm, I'm just like so is it, no, it's, just, it's not a secret to anyone anymore well that would be my that would be my nitpick is simply that there should I mean we need secret identities at some point the, the, the whole the thing about Spider-Man how it was such especially a hu- for Spider-Man I it was say. such a huge deal in the Civil War when when Tony, whatever, brainwashed Peter to to reveal his identity is because he was trying to protect his family. And the, the, the theory was, is if people know who I am, they will come after my family. They'll come after Aunt May and my friends. And they would yep. to use as leverage or to, to attack them. Hell, that's that's what they did in, in all fucking three Spider-Man movies I hate is they had Mary Jane get, get kidnapped in all three fucking movies because somehow the villain found out that Mary Jane was connected to Spider-Man and right. Peter. So it's, 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 it's a lazy thing to do. It, it, it makes it too easy, but it's more realistic to, to have... Uh, a, 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 someone want to keep their identity a secret. I understand in the MCU, though, that's kind of thrown out the window. So it's just been the combination of things. I'm not liking this, this direction of the character. I'm just not. And I know I've joked about the, oh, gee, Mr. Stock, can I rub your toes for you? Uh, uh, Peter Parker, we're seeing, uh, and having Tony as a, as a father figure. I get that. At some point, though, you have to reference, I know we've seen the Uncle Ben origin twice with, with the first two tries. You have to at least reference that Uncle Ben was someone important to Peter at some point in the MCU, though, because that's also core to the character. And they, sure. do, and they do reference it slightly in Civil War when they, when they introduce, like, yeah, I didn't, yes. do, I didn't do something I was supposed to do. Something bad happened. But Uncle Ben's name hasn't, you know, I think, been uttered once uh, in the first Spider-Man movie or in uh, the MCU at all, which I thought was just, at least got to bring up the guy once. You don't have to show the flashback, but at least bring him up. I, I wonder you know? if this has anything to do with the deal between Fox and Marvel. Yeah, and that's the other thing about the multiverse was that I think it was like a, a co-agreement because uh, Sony is going awfully full steam ahead with uh, a Venom sequel, a Venom made enough money. They're doing, they're definitely doing the Morbius movie with, with Jared Leto playing Morbius. They're doing a Venom sequel? They're, I did not know that. But they're, more importantly, they're doing a fucking Morbius movie. The Living Vampire. Okay. A C, a C minus Marvel hero, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then they're doing others. So they're doing, they're finally going to do their own little Spider-Man movie thing, besides Into the Spider-Verse, which is an animated so that can be on its own. But they're using, I think this, I think Marvel is smartly using this multiverse way to say, these other shitty Spider-Man movies don't have anything to do with us and they can exist in their own dimension. Sure, that makes sense. But, except that Spider-Man exists in in kind of both, sure. But then again, Spider-Man wasn't in the Venom movie, so either way, I think they're 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 covering their bases, uh, Disney and slash Marvel with this bullshit that they can't prevent Sony from doing these other awful fucking movies. I, if Morbius makes any money, I'll be shocked. 
Like yeah. Venom, yeah. Venom was popular, you know, 20 years ago. I can see that. Morbius, was Morbius ever a thing? Ever? Not to my knowledge. Was there ever Morbius shirts and Hot Topic I'm not aware of? <laughs> I have a Venom shirt from when I was like 13. I have one. I, I don't remember ever those big Morbius arcs in the 90s. I don't remember them. They didn't happen. They didn't. I don't, I don't recall them either, but I was not paying attention. Maybe he'll lose his Iron Man suit halfway through the movie. Well, people were like, well, Pat, we got that version of Spider-Man at the end of uh, ho- uh, Homecoming when he did his uh, homemade suit. I'm like, yeah, that was for like 10 minutes of the movie, and then he went right back to the Iron Spider in the two Avengers movies, which I get. And then the other argument I saw was, well, he can't be fighting with just a regular suit against Thanos. What does Star-Lord have? A fucking leather jacket yeah. and jeans on. Yeah. What, what, what does Nebula have? A, a jumpsuit. Captain America has a regular suit with maybe a little bit of chainmail or whatever. I don't think this version even... So it's like, that's not even an argument anymore. Like, everyone's... Everyone... Except, yeah, I don't uh, think the chainmail yeah. ever made it into... Scarlet Witch has a, a cool leather jacket on. Yeah, that's, you know, that's like... It. Is it a leather jacket? Like a, like, a, like, a, like, a yeah. like a long trench coat? Like a, a leatherette, yeah. Yeah, that's not how we look at these movies. That's not, like, what they're wearing versus the armor. Like, the, the only one armored up is War Machine and Iron Man. The only one who have real, real armor on them. Because that's their gimmick. Yeah. So that's not that's not an excuse. That's 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 weird. That's weird to me. And Doctor Strange just has a, a fucking cloak, so he can get punched out it's like a magic else. cloak. It's a magic cloak. Yes, but I mean he's not, he doesn't have like Under Armour on. That's gonna he doesn't have like briefs on that are magical that protect them. You know? We don't know actually. We don't know that. We don't know. Well, they are gonna do a, a Doctor Strange too. So anyway, so uh, the name thing, the fact that there's home in both names is kind of weird to me too. But I don't. That just seems like just something strange. This is a bad title of the movie. Far from home, it's just a bad title. Actually, I don't mind the title. I just think it's weird. So I mean, is is home going to be in the third one? Re- returning home. He's back. He's back in Queens for the third movie. Like, home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> home renovation. He, he 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 has to he has to do up Aunt May's apartment after, after the lizard runs through it and wrecks it. Yeah. You know. I get Craven in a movie. Just put Craven in a movie. Fighting the trying to find the lizard. We just got the lizard though. They did the lizard in Amazing Spider Man. Which wasn't terrible, but I'm sorry. I'm depressed about stuff. I want Sandman. You want Sandman? Yeah. Oh, speaking of depressed, it's not depressed. I found your your gummy. Oh, okay. I found the Ian gummy. All right. The the Remedy Plus, uh, OG OG peach rings. Is that what it's called? Yes. OG peach rings uh-huh. for medical use only. So Ian gave this to me uh, last year. I don't think it was like February, March, when I was in a pretty uh, damn like bad state. Yep. Not that I'm in a great state now, but I was in a terrible state then. And I held on to it for a special occasion. I almost took it like last, yesterday. I think I should have. And I think I don't. I will. I will take one before the podcast. Not not in this one, but I'll do one in the future. Ian's let me like holy shit. That's gonna be weird. Because it'll, it'll be fun. I will be talking like this. I mean, until you figure out the amount that you should have, it, you might feel heavy in the head. Does it take like a half hour to kick in? It takes about an hour and a half to kick. Hour in. and a half to. Digest That's how it. people screw up on. Di- they keep taking it. They more? keep. Ta- they're like, it's not working. It's oh, like no, it's it takes digest. about an hour and a half to kick. The, the in. digestive, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, so one pod. That, that's that's twenty milligrams. So may I take a quarter before an hour and a half before the podcast? When I get up. Try a quarter. And we'll Try a quarter. See. Go from there. Five milligrams is going to be a walk in the park. This is the topic that I like. Walk in the park. Am I talking like? This? No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not going to be talking like this. Um. All right. Yeah, my birthday's coming up. Thanks, Ian, for the presents. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Dan? I feel like I've been dominating this intro. That's fine. It's all right. You, you want to take take this off? I'll just do this on my own. The rest of it? No, I'm just... just like that five month stretch where I was miserable. <laughs> no, nope. right after my book came out. You know how hard it's talking about video games for two hours by yourself. How fucking miserable it is, especially when you don't play them. 
I played some of them. Oh! Anyways, yeah, I imagine it would have been a pain in the ass. Wow, that's sympathy from Ian right there. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Ian! Yes, Patrick. Uh, there's been in the news the past few months via some stories from Kotaku and otherwise about... Riot know, Games? Uh, well, 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 about the there's been a push to potentially unionize uh, video game uh, dev workers uh, at AAA studios like EA and others. Um, whether or not it gets off the ground, uh, we'll see. But there's been a movement, Ian, recently. Sure. Um, there has been. Although this... The, so... Riot Games, 150 employees walked out yesterday to protest forced arbitration and sexist culture. Um, this is not so much about unionization, although unionization would be a, a, a preferable outcome of this. Um, but basically, five months after um, Kotaku did an expose on the culture of like sexual harassment at um, Riot Games... There's still people in power. The two two of the main people who uh, were called out, one had a two month leave, and the other one didn't. They're still working there, so well, employees are feeling upset. Who, who who was called out? Was like the president or CEO? Uh, the COO and the other one. I'm not okay. I can't remember. Let me, let me find the original article. So, 150 people walked out to um, kind of end this force to try to end this forced arbitration. What happened was is um, oh, that, five that... lawsuits were brought. Okay, that article is from August last year, Inside the Culture of Sexism at Riot Games yes. by Cecilia uh, D'Anastasio. It was won an award, by the way. Yeah. Um, so multiple lawsuits were brought, brought against Riot. Okay. Riot um, has filed to block two of those lawsuits. Okay. Based on uh, – and force them into arbitration. So the, uh, so the cases won't go in front of a jury is essentially what will happen. Um and are these are these class action suits or just individual they're suits? They're individual suits. Okay. They're individual suits. And two of them will not go in front of a jury, at least as of right now. That's what they're trying okay. to stop. So 150 uh, employees walked out in protest. Um, Riot has said, I believe as of last week when they were started to hear about this walkout, that they would give all new employees a chance to opt out of arbitration. Okay. To opt out of forced arbitration. But that does not extend back to older employees, at least right now. They said they will look into it. And um, it will not count for anything that's currently... It won't count uh, towards any current litigation. So anything that's currently in the courts will not... Those people will not be... um, the uh, they still have to deal with the, the, the forced arbitration. So the forced arbitration is, I guess, when you're hired as a contractor or a salaried employee, you sign something saying that you, you can't bring a lawsuit directly against you. It has to go to a third party to decide. Correct. So then your your hands are, are more tied as an individual at that point. It also prevents potentially a class action lawsuit. That's, that's pretty much... Uh, from a business perspective, yeah, it, it sort of limits your liability, but then obviously the workers have less power. Right. That's what it comes down to. Uh, it doesn't look particularly great either. Uh, Google actually uh, had a similar thing a few months back, I believe. Uh, it was like 20,000 walked out. It was something insane. Um, and Google did respond to it. They ended forced arbitration, but only for sexual harassment lawsuits. Okay. Now, that's a start, and that's where the forced arbitration is coming into play here is gotcha. for sexual harassment lawsuits. Um, I 
I, I'm not a fan of forced arbitration in any way, shape, or means. Um, but I do think, especially for sexual harassment, um, it severely limits the um, employee's ability to uh, fight it. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never been involved with any sort of arbitration. I don't know how the third party gets involved or you know, who's chosen. I, like, I have no idea how this works. If it's internal, obviously, that's, that's trouble. If it's someone that the company hires to, to do the arbitration like i have no idea uh it, it just sounds again it's to protect the company um but yeah it just sounds weird uh to have this set up to even have that in place in an agreement i've never i don't think i've ever worked for a company where that was some where that was a thing you know it, to uh, me it may, it sounds slimy it sounds like we know there's going to be problems or this is a workforce that has these sorts of issues and we don't want to have to deal with this so they're looking for the easier way out preemptively to avoid these issues. So, okay. So today's, this is from the article. It says, uh, today's protests appear to be the first labor, fuck, appear to be, appear to be the first, don't call me during my podcast. That was a random number. Uh, today's protest appears okay. to be the first labor related <laughs> walkout for a large game studio like Riot. The company's management is allowing its employees to participate. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And has urged managers to be accommodating and understanding. In an email to Kotaku this morning, a riot representative added, we respect rioters. That's what they call their employees. That's funny. We respect rioters who choose to walk I out hate, today. I hate pet names for fucking employees or fans. YouTubers that give their fucking fans names. All that shit. We, we, can't, we, we never came up with one. Um, we respect rioters who choose to walk out today and will not tolerate retaliation of any kind as a result of participating. So they're like, we're on board with this, at least in some capacity. That's interesting. It also worries me, if they're okay with it, then what's the strength of doing it other than the show of solidarity? Well, it shows that the employees are like, we're fed up, we think this is bullshit, but maybe now they're starting to come around, so they're on the same page, at least a little bit. I, I hope know. so. I just I just um, hope that, that to me, there's also a, a, a way that that could mean they don't care. So five current and four employees sued the company in part for violating California's Equal Pay Act. Last week, Riot filed a motion to force two of those employees in arbitration. Okay. Uh, so the one you referenced, Google, was 20,000 Google employees. What that? Holy shit. 20, yeah, I thought, I thought my number was wrong, what the but hell? you just confirmed it. That's a here. fucking, that's, a, that's a, a mob in a stadium. A football, that's, that's, that's a that's football a, match in England. Holy that, shit. That's a sporting crowd. 20,000. I can't imagine working in a company that has that many people in one building. That would be, that's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Corporate, the corporate, I don't miss the corporate world, obviously. I don't, not at all. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, new employees can opt out of forced arbitration for harassment suits. And we'll consi- consider extending that to current employees as soon as current litigation is resolved. So it sounds like at least this is coming to a amicable end, which is good. I hope. I just, I guess, I mean, maybe I don't have any faith in these companies to actually respond to this shit anymore. Well, they are though. Yeah. Well, because they know it's bad PR. Plus, you want to keep employees happy. Yeah. And you want to do the right thing. I, I mean, um, we're at a point where more and more this isn't like the 70s or 80s where you can get away with with blatant sexual harassment and blatant discrimination but these are safeguards at least if you get rid of the forced arbitration where now the company's really on the they can really be threatened and that's really what i talk about when talking about i just discrimination that it- is that the the, the reason I, the discrimination doesn't happen as much is because these safeguards are in place you can sue and companies at least companies i worked at are deathly afraid of, of doing anything even that could be slightly looking discriminatory. I mean, 
when you when you interview someone, you had to be. I interviewed people. Like mm-hmm. I, I was involved with hiring people. You have to be so careful about what you say, over the top careful about things you say. You are trained that you cannot ask certain questions. You cannot even ask, "What are your hobbies?" You're not even allowed to do that. Oh yeah, you know, like to that point where you you don't want to give a potential person any potential ammo to say, "Well, this is why you didn't hire me." So uh, it sounds like in some of these video game companies, they're they're a little bit behind the curve, maybe still for some reason. And some companies in general probably are, but a good company. Uh, has this stuff squared away with a good with a good HR where they're like you know you can't do this shit because we don't want to be sued. That's the protection, you know. So and there's obviously this speaks to a larger talk about unionization potentially in the video game industry. I mean, even haven't tackled that head on. It's a pretty complicated subject, and that might vary from company to company uh, how that will work in terms of a of a of a, a union for the entire industry. I I don't potentially seeing that happen. It might be something that, that happens company to company with like you know. They work something out. I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can ever see EA uh, having unionization in a company. I, I just I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. But this is something. This is positive at least. It's a start. I just hope it will affect older employees and not just new employees. Should I know what Riot Games does? What do they do? League of Legends. League of Legends. That's their main one. Yes. I, why did I forget that? I, I don't know. know. I'm a big I'm a big LOL fan, you know that. Yeah, well, we're also the, we're the MOBA podcast. We're the official MOBA podcast yes. as well. So as of 9, 9 p.m. last night, um, there was an announcement saying that if Riot Management doesn't make any sort of commitment on forced arbitration by May 16th, which is the next Riot Unplugged meeting. So Riot Unplugged is their internal... It's their internal... Um, For all the rioters? Yes. <laughs> it's the internal employee meeting. Oh. Um, they will... Uh, the other people behind the walkout will take further action. Gotcha. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. Um, they also say that there's still uh, an ongoing concern for retaliation, even though uh, Riot says not to. Uh, we might face unforeseen consequences despite leadership's own commitments because leadership is one entity and there are a lot of people at Riot. Yeah, but now the there's board. all these eyeballs on this. You know, they can't, they'd be stupid. It'd be suicide to have punitive action against these, any of these employees. Well, I think they mean, I, I think they more mean just from like interwork relationships and stuff like oh, that. Oh, well, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a tougher issue, isn't it? Cause, cause there's always different personality clashes and things like that that get involved in inner, inner, I fucking hate inner office politics. I could, I could have a, a, a weekly topic almost on that, that would happen at, at my job with shit like that. It was awful. Or people trying to oh people are bad people are awful in general and they'll backstab and have they have big egos we have big eagles and we we like to take credit for things we don't do and big eagles, eagles. I wish I had a big eagle but anyway so yeah working in a corporate structure is challenging for lots of different reasons it's not like a TV show you know everyone's like oh everyone's happy towards each other all in this, we're all on the same team it's like no that's not people have their own shit going on in their head and in their lives that comes into the office and. I like doing a podcast. I get around myself. It's better than working my, my old job. You saw how my old job affected me. Yes, I did. I was gray, as you said. I looked gray. You, you did. Said. You had no color in I your face. I had no color in, in Pat's chubby German uh, dimple-filled cheeks. It was like watching you on an old TV. You were, <laughs> you were fuzzy, too. 1982. You were fading the box. away. Yeah, the, the UHF, sig- the signal was coming to the rabbit ears. The signal was not strong, okay. my friend. All right, moving on. So, here we go. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. What's the what's the the scenario? I should never recite rap lyrics. Um, if Sonic the Hedgehog needs 
uh, a makeover, he's going to get one. Um, so Sonic is going to get uh, redesigned. Uh, after the trailer was released... About a week ago. About a week ago. It was a week ago. Uh, after months and months of people complaining about it, the, the trailer was released, and it didn't look good. So, uh, well, the, well, well, the visual of Sonic was people had the most problem with. Yeah. The rest of the trailer, I don't think people had a huge issue with. It's, I mean, the rest of the trailer was like, hey, it's shitty fine. video game movie. But yeah. um, the look of Sonic has been a, a point of contention. Since the leaked stuff, since since the, 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 the heavy cab... Uh, movie posters back in the fall. Yeah. Or early in the year, whenever it was. So, they've announced that they're going to redesign uh, the look of Sonic. Well, they're going to... They're, well, the director tweeted it. Yeah, the director tweeted that they're going to go through and they're going to make Sonic That's look better. We don't know how yet. Thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best... And caps the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta fix fast. Wrench peace sign. So there's there's, <laughs> there's two ways to look at this. There's two ways to look at this, um, and I think both both have merit. Uh, I'm I'm usually not a, a a middle of the road person with a lot of things. I usually tend to uh, violently choose a side very quickly, which is also r- very rational to yeah, do that. That's fine. No nuance at all. Centrism <laughs> is a poison. Um, what? Centrism is a poison. Um, anyways, so <laughs> this, this is okay. Paramount should have long, long ago realized that this was a bad, bad idea. Well, the leaked pictures they should have known. And then and the movie posters people didn't. Well, they didn't show his face directly on those movie posters, but people didn't but like But that was a start. I mean, yeah. you, got, well, you got his curvy round cabs and his shitty Nike shoes, and people are like, this does not look like it's going anywhere good. So, when this stuff happens, there's layers of people that get involved with the decisions. Yes. The director doesn't always have the final say. I can guarantee you almost 95% of the director... Did not like this final. Oh, probably I can, hated it. I can probably guarantee you he was fighting at least somewhat tooth and nail, but it was the studio heads saying, no, this is what we want. This is what we want. Whatever. It could be three people that might have played Sonic 20 years ago and just said this, or they might have been like, and uh, gone over the top and said like, well, he's, he's got to look more human and the more, most he can. And the director might have said, well, that's not a b- good idea because you're, we're going to piss people off. But he needed the ammo from the bad reaction from the trailer to come back to him. Right, that, and say, see, the people that are more likely, most likely to see this movie don't like it, and then this is what we get. That's probably what happened since it was such a fast response. It happened like a couple of days later, um, but then, or a day later. But then you have to also look at the fans. Um, hopefully, this movie will be delayed so that the people who have to work on this, probably not, but it it, it needs to be. Um, otherwise, the people who are working on it are going to be facing an incredible crunch. Well, this is six months out. The good news and bad news is this. It's six months out. That's time to do stuff. We don't know what's finished and what's not. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot of probably parts of the movie where they don't have Sonic in them. There's going to be a lot of parts where Sonic is in there. And and so they're going to have to do a lot of rework. Um, and it's not just plug and play, you know, with change his face on one. It's like, no, they got to reanimate scenes entire scenes yeah a lot of people out especially there, if his, especially if his body changes too not just his facial structure and eye fucking we need one single eye okay 
you're going to get it potentially or something close to it. I don't think you're probably going to get it. You're probably going to get something closer where the eye meets like sure. or the bridge of the nose or whatever. Um, it, You know, someone pointed it out to me because I, I don't know how this stuff works. A lot of people were out like, well, they just have to change the model. And it's like, no, it's well, not. no, you also have to change lighting and shadows if they yeah. change the if they change like the body structure, like you said. Um, lots of things need to be changed besides just a it's, model. This isn't a plug-in. Right, exactly. This is not how this stuff works. So that's going to be really tough. And I do have to say, as much as I'm glad that, you know, a, a movie company is listening, I want to know how many of the people made a huge shit show about this are actually going to see the movie, or are they just armchair critics? And it, and that's what bothers that's, me. That's my argument. This is a fucking Sonic movie. And, and, and it, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I... To those that got up and like really, really up in their faces yeah. and were insulting, it, it goes back to the hate, uh, the, the Diablo thing. Sit down and shut the fuck up. I don't care. It's not that big of it's a deal. A, it's outrage over something that doesn't yeah, you matter. You don't need to be that outraged. That over was it. my point about it in the beginning. This is a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's going to be silly and frivolous no matter what. Andre's reaction to the tra- trailer was perfect. He just laughed at the whole fucking thing because the whole thing is, is insanely silly yep. and stupid and dumb. And so, here's the good news. All the rework, those people are going to obviously get paid for the rework. Yes. They'll get paid the overtime for the crunch or whatever to redo it. And I, from what I hear, they get paid good amount for their work. Uh, so, that's 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 fine in that end. Uh, to have a fucking Sonic movie come out the way everyone wants precisely, um, here, here's, the, here's the horrific reality uh, of, of situations like this, though. For all the money going back into this, these changes aren't going to bring that many more people into the theater. That's that's what I'm trying to get. They're at. not. There's there's lots of people who were out there bitching about it to an extreme, and I don't think they're the ones who are going to go see it. Vani saw it and goes, "Oh, that looks awful," but I don't know. It'll probably be weird. I'll go see it. And she's a huge Sonic fan. Yeah, I think a lot of Sonic. I mean, I think reasonable people who looked at that were like. Well, we'll have a couple drinks before the movie, you know, or something yeah. like that. You're gonna. This is gonna see the movie. The very, very hardcore Sonic fans will see it. Children, it'll probably be marketed children to see it, and that's about it. That's your audience. Because a lot. That's of the, it. I, I swear, a lot of the people who are complaining about it and and complaining the most, they're either not going to see it or they were going to see it anyway. There's nothing that this yes, change exactly. is going to do. This to- isn't centrism, by the way. This is rational thinking. Centrism's a poison. Um, this is rational thinking. <laughs> yes, this- I know. This is a different take. I'm just saying, like, I'm not... I saw lots of people taking sides oddly on this, that, oh, the fans have a right, and, oh, you know, the, this is stupid. You know, you fan... It's... No, it, there's there's a middle of the road to this one. These higher-ups do need to look at the shit that they are making and realize that if there is a fan base that they are trying to appeal to, they should probably appeal to that yes. fucking fan base. Sure. Otherwise, you're going to keep getting shit like this. And it's, it costs them money and all this rework. And right. Pot- and potentially, they have to put out a new trailer now, and that's money and time that to wash away this, this stink of this one more sooner than later. You know, like, this is a lot of money at stake that they should have obviously seen coming right. to this backlash. My arg- argument is, is that... Either way, you are going to make about the same amount of money. Right. For all this backlash, for everything that's going to happen, the movie could still suck horribly. You're going to have a lot of uh, six-year-olds and four-year-olds see this movie that never fucking played a Sonic game before don't care. Yeah. And you're going to say, oh, look at the goofy blue thing. And they're not going to care that his eyes are uh, plate size instead of saucer size. You know, like, they're not going to give a shit. 
The movies aren't for you, 40-year-old Sonic fan. It's not for you. It's right. just, it isn't. Sorry, they want you to see it, but they're not making this for you. That's the harsh reality. That's yeah. not that's not centrism. That's the harsh reality of, of business. Well, if the quartering can't jack off to it, then everyone's got to go out and make some fucking noise. <laughs> All right. Anything else to add on this? No. All right. Moving on. All right. Uh, Epic Games. You know, you know, Ian, we're the official Battle Royale podcast. We are. So we've got some news. All right. So Epic Games uh, has acquired... Acquired Psionics. Yes. Local boy d- does good, makes good. Yeah. Local indie developer who ends up uh, putting out Rocket League and becoming a, a powerhouse gets bought out by arguably one of the biggest game devs now because of Fortnite, Epic Games. Who also made some money on Unreal Tournament. Doesn't give a shit about it anymore. Okay, so this was a this was this is big news. Hey, Psionics worked on Unreal Tournament three a little bit. Yeah, before Epic ga- Games, you know, uh, that's the good news. Right? I was actually a good thing brought that up. That's the good news because maybe Science get in there, and be like, you know what? Let's uh, get in there and get. Yeah, I we we were about ten minutes away from people that worked on Unreal Tournament. I forgot about that. Yep. I'm gonna go and hug them. <laughs> no, they worked on part three. Uh, part well, there was Unreal Tournament three. Yes, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I know. They worked on part three. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I didn't think you liked that one. It was okay. By that point, I was getting older and I, I worked too much, so. The big ones were original Unreal Tournament 99, huge. 2004, huge. They added Assault to that one. And the 2007 came out, and people were like, eh, we don't like it as much, because it was more grounded. I didn't mind it, but people liked the more, liked the more floaty shit. That's not the story, Ian. Uh, so, so Psionics is... is when get- did we ever talk about the story? Psionics is getting acquired, um, and it's not revealed for how much. It ain't a l- little amount of money for Rocket League, though. Bro, no, probably. no, 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 no. Uh, Rocket League is huge. Rocket League uh, actually was—I didn't know this. They originally it originally came out and they kind of re-released it with a different name, and then it went huge. I didn't know that about the Rocket. What League. was? I'm trying to remember because when Rocket League came out, I was like, "Hey, that sounds like a game that someone mentioned." But I, yeah, I don't know. Um, Rocket League's a ton of fun. Um, it's on just about every system you can think of now. Now they have the cross-platform play. Cross-play between Microsoft and Nintendo and possibly you, PC. That I'm not sure your of. Cards hitting a fucking soccer ball into a net. And boy, and that's I, all. It, but that, but that, people love it. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. it looks goofy and fun. I mean, sir, you can break down soccer into hitting a ball into a net too. That's what this is. It's automotive soccer. Yes. Um. So unfortunately, uh, more babies had to shit their fucking pants and leave two thousand seven hundred negative reviews on Steam uh, because they sold their. Uh, they they sold. What, what, what's the what's the word? Um, they, they sell out? They sold their integrity. They sold their integrity? Yeah, they sold their integrity. So, um, God, I fucking hate these babies. Jesus you're, Christ. You're, 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 wow, you're, you're, you're attacking our fans, Ian. Oh, this no. is our fans that are, 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 are bombing on Steam. It's, it's all, it's all, you're, attacking, you're attacking our fans directly. Yeah, Don't you realize di- what you're directly. doing? Directly. That's what I'm doing. Directly insulting our fans. No, I'm insulting these people who feel like they need to take time out of their day to leave a negative review because the game they liked was bought by some other company. Yeah. Be happy, maybe. I mean, I don't like it necessarily when these companies get bought out, but maybe, maybe, maybe this might be a decent thing for Psionics. Maybe the people who made the game that you like have fine. Maybe all their hard work has finally paid off. Maybe, maybe the guys that slaved away making and women that slaved away making this game and working on this, they're like, you know what? I want uh, a few million dollars. 
I deserve it. We're fine. We've done what we want to do. Give us the money. Maybe the guys that built the business that's 15 minutes away that might appear in a certain upcoming documentary, <laughs> not for resale, a video game store documentary that I might be executive producing. Maybe they're like, we deserve this. They're not think. They're thinking about this is life changing money potentially, and they're still going to be working on the game. And from what I saw, that they're committed to. They're not going to take the game off of Steam. They're going to keep it no, where it is. That's another thing that well. I think people were concerned about is that it's going to be taken off Steam. And they said, no, we will support the Steam version. Maybe going forward, Epic Games made was it three billion dollars in profit last year. They got some money to spend. You might not like it, but they got the money to spend. They want to diversify their portfolio. Maybe they realized that, you know, Fortnite could be gone in a couple of years or, or maybe weakened. So let's get Rocket League. Because Rocket League came out, well, like three, four years ago, and it's still popular. So I don't know. When, when you have people doing review bombs over corporate decisions, it, it, I don't know. Like I think it's just selfishness. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I do too. So I don't know. If, if your game... Is if your game is going to be mostly unchanged, if you're still playing it, why the review bomb is dumb? You're not gonna. It, it, do you really want to keep people from playing the game that you like? Because if you do that, then they're not well, going to make more of it. Well, the good news is that the, that the uh, the review bombing has been working because Steam put in their anti-review bomb. Yes. Um, uh, safeguards. So basically, if they know they're getting a bunch of uh, a huge amount of uh, negative reviews at one time a message comes up notifying the user about that. And I think they wipe those scores somehow. There's an algorithm put in place uh, yeah. for it at this point. And it'll block off. It'll, it'll, it'll alert you that a certain block from a time to a period of time. Uh, basically it says that uh, these reviews are not counted because essentially because they, these reviews off topic review activity, right? They, they do not. Um, they probably will not have any impact on your enjoyment of the game. Basically yes. they're not about the they're game. They're bullshit. Reviews yeah. like "fuck you guys for selling out." It's like, well, that doesn't really tell me about the game. Well, and they they quote one in particular where it's like the entire review is the guy's like, "This game is great," and he goes through all the reasons why it's great, and then he leaves it a thumbs down and says, "Fuck you for selling your soul" or whatever like that. So, you know, I I hope the people that are uh, leaving these reviews, I hope they get into a situation they can be so lucky they work their asses off to make a game, and then someone offers to buy it for probably a huge amount of money while still probably employing you to work on your your, your game and. How would you think if you're in that situation where now you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get paid off so my eight generations after me don't have to worry about money ever again? I'm gonna worry about uh, people getting pissed off because now uh, a rival fucking uh, a digital distribution company you don't like it, so I'm not gonna do this deal. This is the real world we if, live in. If if it's not going to infect employment, then I it's, don't. It's one thing this. It's one thing to say that. Um, you know, if this was going to be altered in some drastic way, then you can complain about it. I'd be like, "That's okay. You have a right to do that uh, to that extent." So, Psionics era, it worked on uh, Gears of War, Bulletstorm. That that came and went with that really much of a of a thing. Bulletstorm. And then it got an HD remake that I don't think anyone asked for on the PS4. No, Bulletstorm sort of underperformed. Uh, Unreal Tournament Three. Oh my God, they worked on UT two thousand four as well. You didn't say that. Why? Why? why right, that I did not. Why know. are we? Why am I not there beating down the door for a job? I'll, I'll make them coffee right there. I'll make them fucking coffee for make, for working on Unreal Tournament 2004, which was a masterpiece of first-person shooters. So, all right. So they're going to keep it on Steam. There's no reason not to because then Epic Games makes money no matter what. This doesn't have to be an exclusive to their store anyway. 
because it's on every fucking platform already and has been for years. So it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense to make it uh, an exclusive after it's been out for years. They're not that dumb. They wouldn't do something that stupid. Yeah, they have the right to, but they won't. Do, they won't do that. So all right, anything else? To, I, I'm really I'm actually happy because now you know. Uh, Kevin, the director of Not For Resale, has interviewed a couple of employees there, you know, the guys that did this game. So it's like, wow, these people now, this is huge for them. I mean, they're, they're making money anyway, yeah. but now they're making a lot more money if you get bought out. I mean, some of these guys are worth tens of millions of dollars now. In Stamps.com, I've been using Stamps.com for years. Yeah, if you've they're been great. DVDs, packages. Sega CD systems, T-shirts, what have you. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products you know, on eBay or Amazon or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. All you need is you need a computer. You need a, you need a, a printer with ink, preferably. You know, like like stickers, you know, or paper to, to to put on the addresses and print off of, and then you, it's a scale to weigh, which you can potentially get with stamps.com. So so right now, right now, uh, listeners will get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and the digital scale without any long term commitment. You go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, you type in CU podcast stamps.com is a no-brainer it saves you time and money you can get five cents off every stamp up to 40 percent off your priority mail yeah and you don't deal with the hassle of the post office so again let's go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. type in see you podcast stamps.com i've been using it for years and years and years i love them we're proud to partner with our pals at flex pro meals they're a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep they have yummy, nutritious entrees you may have run up on, but they make healthier versions of eating healthy is a lifestyle change, not a two-week gimmick. They help you out. They go the extra mile. They give you value with realistic meal options at a good price. FlexPro offers a weight loss fat trimmer plan for about eight fifty a meal and a lean muscle larger portion plan for about eleven a meal. Some of our most popular meal entries are smoked brisket mac, breakfast burrito, chicken alfredo, the list goes on. I had the uh, adobo chicken recently. That was very good. Uh, creamy adobo sauce, chicken, rice, and uh, they keep adding new ones. You can change it up almost every week. Yeah, and even if you want to go just uh, steak and potatoes or steak and veggies, if you want to go like totally, you know, get lean and cut and ripped. If you if you go to the gym a lot, you can just do that. They have I like the chicken and sweet potatoes one. That's a nice nice balanced healthy meal right there. And they throw in some. Uh, some uh, some peas there, some some green beans. Mm-hmm. The split peas, the ones in the shells. Yes, yeah. Pea pods. It's it's a legume. It's that's a- all. It <laughs> it's a pea pod. So that's good. And obviously, uh, they have other ones as well. They have like the burger casserole one. The breakfast burrito isn't bad. I like the breakfast burrito. I actually had that yesterday. It's a good one. Uh, and I and you have the dumplings. I haven't tried the dumplings yet. Yes, I really like. Those. Amongst others, the backyard barbecue is always a favorite as well. Um, so they also have an app to help you track what you're eating. Make sure you're staying on that right path. Remember, it's swimsuit season coming soon. All right, for 20% off your first order, use code CUPODCAST when you visit flexpromeals.com. That's 20% off with code CUPODCAST. Get ripped and lean. Uh, Ian, uh, you want to talk about uh, Randy Pitchford of Gearbox having a meltdown. So this is... Is he a CEO? This is interesting. I remember Randy doing the... uh, 
uh, he was the 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 aliens game at E3 like six years ago. The 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 uh, what was it? The, the Colonial Marines game. He was yeah. showing that off in the little the little dark room with like ten of us at a time. The demo. Um. So basically, Randy Pitchford. This guy has always got something fucking going on. There's always something. Well, he's the guy that was. Uh, we talked about it a little while ago. I think uh, he was the one, or maybe we we thought about it but didn't. But he it was, was the guy a, who alleged left, he left the. Uh, USB, USB drive. stick at, at medieval madness or whatever the not medieval, <laughs> medieval <laughs> at the pinball at medieval times yeah yeah and there was something about and there was something allegedly about like porn on some drive or something that someone found was a corporate USB he found porn yeah okay so anyways <laughs> allegedly they were doing a stream where they were talking about the game uh, about a week ago with uh week was, ago week was, ago Monday I think I uh, and it was with uh. Andrea Renee and Greg Miller, uh, two individuals who appear in Not For Resale, a video game store documentary. Sorry, I had to say that. It's just weird. Go on. Okay. So, um, uh, your little project. Um, yes, my little project. Uh, so, on the stream, they're talking about it, and they say there's going to be no microtransactions. Randy says that. Randy says there's going to be no microtransactions. Okay. Um, and then... It's announced that there are going to be purchasable costumes. After the fact. After the fact. There's going to be purchasable okay. costumes that you can get in the game, which is a microtransaction. Technically, sure. <laughs> it is, and I'm going to get into this. It's a microtransaction. And Game Informer says, despite Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford's comment about no microtransactions in Borderlands 3 during today's live stream, we've been told cosmetic uh, items are still purchased. So in the timeline, he does this this reveal stream with Andrea Renee and Greg Miller. Afterwards, Game, Game Informer asks someone, they dig in, it's like, this sounds weird, let's ask someone. And they find out that you can purchase cosmetic items, I guess like costumes or whatever. Right. They put out this tweet. Yep. So now it's like, fuck, what did, why did Randy say this? Yes. So, Randy is, um, you know, his first response is, why you guys would fuck me on this is beyond me. Thanks oh, a lot. Okay. So, he responds to Game 4 and says, why you guys would fuck me yeah. on this? Randy, my man, you're the head of a company, of, of, a, of, a, of a game dev company. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're um, fucking me. Why are you fucking me? Why are you fucking me? So, we're going to go and look at some of these other things, too. So... All right, the first response is, come on, guys, shitty clickbait headline. Literally seconds before I said that, I made it very clear we're going to do more cosmetic stuff like we did in Borderlands 2. You know I was talking about premium currency and loot boxes kind of stuff not being in our game. Why you guys would fuck me on this is beyond me. He said shitty clickbait headline to the response. Uh, this was on May 1st. And then uh, someone replies I to him, you said, you said no microtransactions. Paying small sums of money for cosmetics is a microtransaction. You lied. Not having loot boxes is a big plus, but be honest in how you're monetizing the game that's already cost sixty bucks. Which makes perfect that's 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 a perfectly reasonable response. Randy Pitchford replies, See Game Informer, this is what your fuckwitted tweet is doing. Please correct your bullshit. This user believes and has called me a liar because of your incomplete context clickbait bullshit there. You are better than this. Fuckwitted. I love that term, Randy. I might start using that. Fuckwitted. And so Randy feels attacked. Randy's got to relax a bit. Yeah. He could have just put out a response saying, I misspoke. Maybe he just meant... He probably just meant, like, no loot boxes and no stuff that helps your performance in the game. Just clarify your statement. Don't fucking go after a news site 
for doing due diligence and following up on something. You know what I mean? Like, he probably honestly just meant, like, oh, there's nothing like loot boxes or shit like that, like purchasing, you know, fucking gun upgrades and things like that. You know, like, just say I fucked up, I misspoke, or I meant something else. So, then a straightforward yes or no question. Can I buy with real money any kind of item in Borderlands 3? As I said at the live event, we will be working on big campaign DLC and we'll probably also offer additional cosmetics, just as we did in Borderlands 2. What we will not do is free-to-play style microtransactions, no premium currency, loot boxes, etc. Okay, that's great, and that's admirable, and that's fine, and I actually like that, but it's a matter of there's still people paying for stuff in the game. Sure. And why this... And, and, and it, the only reason we're getting down to this nitpicking... It's because of his response. No, it's because we've, 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 been, well, we, we've gone yeah. so far from what games used to be. Games used to be... All this costume shit was unlockable. Sure. And then about 10 years ago, we started making that move away from unlockable content is no longer allowed... And you pay for things. So that's considered an entirely separate thing to people now, when it shouldn't be. If it's not part of the game, if you're paying a amount of money for it, it's a microtransaction. Now, there seems to be some split hairs here over whether he said no loot boxes or no microtransactions, and that I'm trying to find. But still, there's no reason to fucking flip out about the original Game Informer post. It simply says no microtransactions. Yeah. Even if it says no loot boxes in Borderlands 3 during today's live stream, we've been told cosmetic items are still purchasable. Yes. So technically it's a microtransaction. It is. So, and they didn't call him a liar. They just said we've been told cosmetic yes. items are still purchasable. So we took it as, as an affront. He should have just clarified. He should have, he should have contacted the game for and said, "I misspoke. I meant there was no maybe items that could affect the gameplay. You know, things like weapons or arm. You know, what I mean, he could have or or specific items. He should have just said that, and people would have been okay. That makes sense. So this became a bigger story now because of that. The best response uh, up front was uh, from the Iceman two two eight eight. I can't believe anyone would accuse you, the developer of Aliens: Colonial Marines, of misleading people during the marketing of a game. Oof. Yeah, or people should trust the guy who was sued for millions on fraud back in 2015 and is also currently being sued by fraud for his own former lawyers. Is that, is that someone responded? Yep, and there's a link here to it too. So yeah, that's that's backed up. What is what is what do they do besides Borderlands? Duke Nukem Forever. That was a, the last big thing. That Alien eight, Colonial Marines. So that no games uh, that were seven eight years ago. I think they did. They they do some other stuff too. Um, that's not it. I mean, that's not it. They definitely do other stuff. Um, but Borderlands is what they're most known for. Uh, let's see, Gearbox. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now. They did the Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour Pack. Does they have the rights to Duke Nukem now? I guess that's a dead franchise. They're not doing that again, right? Uh, Borderlands Game of the Year Desert Bus VR Battleborn uh, Tales from the Borderlands, which I guess is a is a adventure Borderlands story. Yep. Borderlands, that Borderlands uh, pre sequel. Bor- fuck. Oh, Homeworld? They had the rights to Homeworld? Okay. I haven't heard that game in a while. Mostly Borderlands, Ian. Yeah. And then also Samba de Amigo, Shake It to the Beat. They got the <laughs> Samba de Amigo game. James Bond, 007 Nightfire. We're going back now. Whoa, okay. So, I mean, like, it's really Ian Borderlands at this point. All right. I mean, that's really what their business is. So, yeah. When was Borderlands 2? Like five, six years ago? When was that? I feel like I was in... Borderlands 2? Yeah, when was that? Oh, uh, that had to have been... I think that was pre-podcast. Pre-podcast? Is that how we split our time up? Yeah. It was 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, to, so when did we do the podcast? When did we start the podcast? 
Uh, so we do some pat two, math. 2013, we started the podcast. Okay, yeah, so it was it was pre. So it's been almost it's almost six years. Holy fuck, we just did our five year anniversary almost a year ago. Yep. Oh my god, we're old. Okay, so anyway, so this is this is where the cover cover up is worse than the crime almost. But this is a bad response. Yeah, yeah just and, bad. It even, it's unprofessional. It makes you look weird. Email them. Don't make it live. Like, hey, guys. Even if they took your words somewhat wrong, having an 18-tweet meltdown is not the way to do it. This is all you got to do, PR people. This is a PR lesson. Hey, guys, I just want to clarify some things I said. And and then then they they probably would include it in the article. Update. We reached out, or he reached out, and this is what he said. And then that would be the end of the story. It wouldn't be a podcast topic, probably, at this point. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Okay. Uh, Moving on. All right. So, um... It seems like, wow, it's that time of year again? It's the most wonderful time of the year, Ian. Oh, boy. For the video game, the World Video Game Hall of Fame inductees. Here we go. Have been announced. This seems like this is like the fourth time we've done this on the podcast, it seems yep. like. It's, it is... Uh, from the Strong Museum. From the Strong Museum, and we have... Which is toys and games. It's like everything. So let's read them off, and then we'll go over them. Okay. We got Candy Crush. Centipede. Colossal Cave Adventure. Dance Dance Revolution, Half-Life, Microsoft Windows Solitaire, yeah. Mortal Kombat, Myst, NBA 2K, Sid Meier's, Civilization, Super Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros. Melee. That's a really good list. That's a great list. I, I, can, I, can, I can... You can make I, arguments for I it. can make arguments for all of those. I don't, That's I, the first now, year, I think. I am not familiar with Colossal Cave Adventure. I had to read that it was a text game oh, in the 70s. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've that's never a, heard that's of that. That's a big, big deal. Do we, do, we, do we miss that in video game years, or was that early 70s? That was, uh, that was I think that was mid-70s. Oh, uh, we got to do, do the uh, video game year 70s strikes back. <laughs> we'll go over that. So, um, look that up. I know nothing about that Colossal Cave Adventure. Uh, I believe that's the one where you can get eaten by a Gru. So that was like a precursor to Zork? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to say eaten by a Gru. And, and Zork's not in this. Is Zork in the whole thing? Oh, wait, thing? no. No, Gru is... No, Gru is Zork. Sorry. It's... What is the one that Colossal Cave the first has? historic, The historic first interactive fiction game. So this is like the first text adventure game. Yeah. The computer would simulate and describe a, simula- uh, a situation that the user would type in what to do next in simple English. The user would thus be part of an ongoing story in a fantasy setting, in this case an exploration of Colossal Cave in Kentucky. Uh, but this Colossal Cave, though remarkably similar to its real-life counterpart, was also very different. Magic was afoot in the cave. Ooh. Okay. All right, so I'm. Oh, wrong you can though. play. You can play it online. I, I, yeah. like, I like a lot of these text adventures, like the Zork games and uh, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You can just play them on. They put them online. Like, who cares? Yeah. Okay. So you I'm wrong play. about the Gru thing. Anyways, yeah. It's, it was like the, the first, first text adventure, big text adventure. That's a, that's that's big. Uh, Candy Crush. Um, love it or hate it. It's, huge fucking game. It's huge. I know what it is, and I'll never play it. Most people know what it is. Um, people, I, I had someone come into the store literally the last time I worked, what, two days ago? And they were looking at DS games, and they picked up one. It was like a Bejeweled or something like okay. that. And the the mom goes, no, you don't want that. It's just Candy Crush, which is hilarious because Bejeweled came out before Candy Crush. So There's a, there's a TV game show, Candy Crush? I had no idea. Wow. That's how you know it's big. So it's huge. I mean, 2012 it's, it came out. It seems like it was longer. It was only, it's only been right. seven years. I mean, it wasn't the first big um, free-to-play app game, but it's probably the most popular. And it's what I think a lot of people would think of first when they think of, um, you know, a, a quintessential phone game. Sure. 
Um, so Candy Crush is, is that one of the ones you just swipe the diff together yeah, it's, it's and it disappears? Yeah, it's a match okay. three. Um, centipede is obviously a big one. Um, centipede, I, I love you can't Centipede. Run away! I'm, I'm happy to see it uh, get its due. Um, that was a big game. Um, we talked about how colorful it was. The pastels, the rollerball was was really was really nice. It's really still fun. It's it's really it's, at the time the way, way, best way I can say it at the time it was one of the twitchiest quickest games in oh, the yeah. arcades where you really needed quick reflexes. Yeah, you needed like to be really. Fast. Um, it's yeah, it's an insanely fast game, um, and it was incredibly and, popular with women. It's 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 credited at least in the early eighties as being one of those games that got women into games. Get women into games. I don't think you necessarily need something to get them into games. Uh, they, women in the game. They but, played Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. They right. Play exactly. And um, yeah, just incredibly, incredibly popular. And it was developed by a woman as well. Um, it was uh, developed by Donna Bailey. Uh, along with Ed Long. So that's that's a big deal. And then what else we got here? I'm going to go, go back to Colossal Cave Adventure real quick. Um, it's, it sounds like it inspired Robert Williams to create Mystery House in 1980, which is regarded as the first, you know, um, graphical-ish game? Sort of, yes. Because it's, it's, re- it's like line drawings, and then it became, what, Ghost House after Mystery House, um, I believe. So that's important, obviously. You need to lay the foundation somewhere. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution, I mean, sparked a, a well of revolution in music games. Um, it was huge. Foot it, stamping games. It was... Um, was that early 2000s? Yeah, late 90s. Late 90s? Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Um, so that's huge. I mean, it kind of birthed the, the popularity of the rhythm genre. I can just look on the, on the website and tell you the exact year. Half-Life? Because <laughs> it's there. I've never played Half-Life, but obviously it should be there. Oh my god! There's, there's no reason why it shouldn't. Half Life, Half Life altered what you could do with a first person shooter. Well, I, it, I, it it really opened up like, oh, we can tell a, a real story. story. That's what I've always. You're heard. not just a guy killing Nazis or killing, you know, zombies. You're. This is a story we could we could uh, immerse you in with all the with all the NPCs and uh, learning as you go what the fuck's going on. Like that's that's. And besides, this being a damn good game. On top of that. It's a damn good game. I've always meant to go and play it because I want to see what everyone's talking about with the storytelling. That always sounds good. Like, I mean... By now, you're going to be like, what's the big deal? No, but I want to see the... Yeah, I want to yeah. see the origin. Playing it in 98, like I did... Uh, maybe it was a Where's version I had. Where's. Where's. I always called it Where's, off too. Of, off, of IC, off of ICQ. Got that zero day. Was it ICQ? No, MRC. IRC. It was IRC. IRC. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just confused IRC I know. ICQ, I used like two years when I was 12 or 13. Uh, no, it was, it was IRC. You had your little servers. Allegedly, Pat had his little servers, and you get credits for uploading yep. and downloading stuff. That was fun, maybe in college. Anyway, so, so Half-Life, obviously. Microsoft Windows Solitaire has probably been played by more people than probably almost any other video game, if you want me to be perfectly honest. Oh, I, I can't imagine there's any game that has been played more. I would love to... If only uh, there was a way to tally up the combined total played hours among everyone. Oh, if you want to go hours, I'm just talking about number of different people. Because think about everyone who had a PC from Windows, what, 3.1 on. Yep. Had a Windows. So 3.1, 95, 98. I think XP still had it. You probably could still get it from Windows 10 if you just look for it and download it. I'm pretty still sure you it. can, but you have to actually... But just think about whenever, you know, people, you know, home computers got big 
want to say like 93-ish, 94, a lot more people started to get, they came a little bit more affordable. Gateway helped bring the price down to under $1,000. That was huge. They started showing up by the mid to late 90s in like Circuit Cities and Best Buys and CompUSAs. So think about all those people that bought computers for the first time. The first thing they'd say, oh, let's look at a game. What's here? You got Minesweeper, you got Solitaire to play. Yep. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so everyone was playing that. And, you know, and even in college, oh, let's play fucking, let's not work on the turn paper. You know, let's play Solitaire for a bit. Let's just play Solitaire. I never understood the golf game, the golf uh, card game they had on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I learned more Solitaire as time went on, but no. at that point I couldn't do any of those other Are ones. Are you hardcore and do three-card Solitaire or do the single draw? I, I do three-card. Three-card. So you can get stuck. Three-card, you can get fucked. Yeah. You don't always have a happy ending. Single-card is a little bit easier. Three card, I can get single rough. card. You can pretty much almost wi- I was, almost guarantee a victory. Yeah, the win. I I don't know that I've ever lost, but I'm sure there's a way you can. You can get unlucky, but with three card, it's really tough. Yeah, three cards. You gotta get lucky a little bit. Three cards uh, difficult, and I remember there used to be uh, in one of the versions there was like Vegas rules or something, and I don't know that there's actually any Vegas solitaire. Yes, rules. it's it, you, there's money involved. Yeah, and it, I've it, never it's, heard of solitaire in a casino. Neither have I. However, I'm it sure was it interesting to play it because the better you did, it showed you you know you won more money and shit like that. It was it was an interesting yeah. way to keep score. I'm sh- there might be a casino out there. Hell, some casinos have war in them. For God's sake, the one Are one card. Yes, I, no, I've been in casinos that have war. One card versus one card. What is the bigger card? It's literally a 50-50 chance of winning. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. So there could be a casino that has solitaire. But, yeah, whenever I saw that, I never understood the, the rules with the money on it. I never understood that. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Absolutely. It, it deserves to be there. Well, Street Fighter's got to be in there already, then. Street Fighter 2. I'm fairly certain it Where's was. the list of all of them? The website does have a nice, clean list of every single one. Um but Mortal Kombat, regardless of whether or not Street Fighter 2 is in there, it better be. But um, Mortal Kombat deserves its place. It's a series that I didn't really start to like until 20 years later, but um, it was huge. I mean, it was all over the news for its violence. It, it, it changed. It, it created rating systems. Um, they just started this in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, they only had four games inducted. So these are the finalists. These aren't all the inductees. These are just the finalists. These are the finalists. They don't just induct all of them. What is this? The Oscars? Put them all in. Oh yeah, we're looking at well, whatever. These finalists. They all do about to be in. They, they did six the first year, six the second year, four the, the third year. Oh, Solitaire got in in two thousand. Uh, oh, sorry, Sol- Solitaire is, is this year. I'm, I'm looking at the other list. Is this the only game like this that that was even in here so far? Yeah, this is the only game like this, like a, like a computer game. I'm oh, sorry, Mortal Kombat. So, um, Street Fighter 2 was 2017. Oh, Mortal Kombat did get inducted. Okay, great. Um, so it looks like of all the games that actually got inducted, it was Colossal Cave Adventure, Microsoft Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, and Super Mario Kart, which is all fine, but I honestly, all of these should have been in there. I don't understand that now. I, I, why do you only have four or five per year? Why not just do all of them? You're going to come back to these later? Well, they might. So you're telling me Half-Life doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, so let's go on. Sorry. We read the wrong list, but let's let's continue I'm explaining why all of these, uh, you know, are, are good. Mm-hmm. Um, Mist, uh, you know, was the uh, probably the most iconic. This game doesn't make any goddamn sense. Puzzle game. Um, it was one of the first big CD-ROM titles. 
Um, it really yes. kind of showed what a CD-ROM title on a computer could do. Yes. Um, so I think more than anything, that's probably it, it's it's big claim to fame in terms of history because Mist doesn't hold up well over time. Ninety-three, it was. So that was a lot of people's first CD-ROM game. That yes. sold a bajillion copies. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not I a good. Play. You're on an island. It's it's a, it's, it's a, not a good game. You're, you're moving first person to find, click on shit. It's like a lot of those early, you know, adventure titles. It's incredibly puzzle. obtuse. And it's all from a first-person perspective. Yeah. NBA 2K, um, I mean, that really changed how the basketball uh, basketball video games were looked at and single-handedly put a nail in the coffin of... Um, of the, uh, EA's, EA's NBA, NBA Live. Live. I know. I always hear that they're like they have like what they have like the story modes and the career yeah, modes. They're, they're, they're good you, games. You build, they're, you build your own house, you know. And they're littered with <laughs> microtransactions now. But I we mean, the, the basic game is still very good. Sid Meier's Civ. Now knowing that this is just the uh, induct uh, the the finalists, I'm upset that Civilization's not in there. I don't. This... I am. I am torn up that Civilization's not in there. A, a straw museum. You don't need to do a cute little display. Like, just say they're in there. Just put the game up. <laughs> like they have this cool little like contests are fun. No, they're not because now they're not going to come back to this uh, in another year. They, they probably will. I, I don't think so. I don't think they ever. Did they ever do another? Uh, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. They better start with twenty games and go down to like eight or nine. Super Mario Kart, obviously fantastic. That one got in. Uh, the first, uh, probably the yeah, the first karting racing game uh then Aphigy came out and made wacky wheels as a I, oh wacky wheels i used to play wacky wheels online <laughs> I used to just connect that was an modem early online to modem. Game. yeah modem to modem i used to play that online or the characters in wacky wheels looked it up uh, they were animals i think they're like cutesy animals and then super smash brothers melee um i don't like it but i get it it's huge it's, it's still i get it it's the most popular one out of what we have five smash brothers yeah. games now so, okay, so I guess we interpreted that wrong initially because we were looking at the tweet. Those were finalists. And then, and then yes, the final inductees were Colossal Cave, Colossal Cave which I, I have to give it to it. Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, and Super Mario Kart, they're all worthwhile. But unlike previous years, I feel like all of those finalists were extremely worthwhile. That must have been a tough one to pare down. I love. I want that Super Mario Kart little guy that they made. They made a little Mario Kart and they put a stuffed Mario in there. Yeah, I, I want that. I want the Colossal Cave Adventure display because that looks Ooh. cool. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. I think. I think the the Strong Museum needs more money. They just they, they don't have the money to do these these uh, these displays for every game. I think the Strong Museum. I want to see what a, I want to see what a Civilization display would look like now that would be cool like popping out little cities and units and you know what i mean like in 3d you've right. you've ruined us you've ruined us we just want all of your displays now no i do i i held the, the solitaire <laughs> so last year the inductees were uh final fantasy 7 john madden football space war and tomb raider i remember last year's list being a pretty good list too yeah and and so now i'm kind of depressed rochester not just because it's always uh, zero degrees. There. Rochester's not always zero degrees. Buffalo is always zero degrees. Rochester, Rochester is, is in the same plane, Ian. It's right there. It, it's, it fares, it's 15 minutes from Canada. It fares a little bit better. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Is this it like does. The, it does. The, the Snowstorms Ro- don't hit Rochester as often as they hit Buffalo. You know, you know, I applied to RIT, right? Good. I applied to college. I went there and visited. Yes, congrats. I lived there. They get, they don't get the lake effect snow that Buffalo does. They don't deal with. They best. told me there'll be snow on the ground for like five straight months. Yes. 
Yes, it's bad. It's not as bad as Buffalo is all I was saying. They had it's, subterranean it's, tunnels connecting the buildings yep. on the campus. I'm just saying you would have done better there than you would have in oh Buffalo. You, you, you lose the weird lake effect ass, snow. Weird ass uh, regional. My my, my uh, winter dick is bigger than your no, winter dick. No, it, it's not. It was that you would have done well, better. By three degrees, it's worse. The weather is nicer. Once you get down to 20 degrees, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. It, 20 versus 15. It, it does doesn't to matter. us snow people. These snow fucking Christ, Ian. I want to just kiss you then smack you. Yeah, right I know. You say that all the time. Believe me, the feeling is mutual. All right. Um. So, uh, they have garbage plates, too. Yeah, we went over the garbage plates. You and Chris Kohler can commiserate on, on the garbage plates. Uh, commiserate? They're, they're, they're great. They're wonderful. Yes, we've been over them like eight times. I will have one if I'm, if I'm ever in... I don't think I've ever been in Buffalo before. It's not in Buffalo. Well, you can get them in Buffalo, but they're better in Rochester. Oh, so that, you're conceding Rochester plates are better. Their beans are better if they put in. Is that why they're I, better? I wasn't insulting better, Rochester better, better in any way, shape, I feel like I had to defend Rochester for some weird fucking reason. I don't know why. I, I, the, if you were defending Rochester, I, you'd just say that they had nicer weather. I got into the college. I didn't. I, I didn't want to go probably because it also was like they said it was like ten percent women only on campus. Too that I was was it not a good thing to have? You know, it's it's a it's a technology institute. It's, when I went, it was literally like a bunch of like 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 programming people showing me around and stuff like that. Also, uh, it's it, it. You should call it Rockchester. 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 <laughs> thank God. Thank God I didn't go to RIT. Plus, plus, I, I, my computer science major by the end of freshman year, I was done with it anyway. So that would have been horrible. Uh, living in Rochester in, in the tunnels, you know, with like making fires in my dorm room, not having any fun, and then figuring out computer science isn't for me and leaving. My dad would not have liked that. Mm. My dad went, may, might have re uh, thrown out my uh, uh, Carriage Patch Kid clothes. Did you get back Mikey Stevens' clothes yet? I bought him on eBay. You did? That, see the model over there? I'll show you later. That's not Marky Stevens, but I bought him with the original clothes. Marky Stevens, I'm going back in June and getting. Okay. I'm getting the original, but that, I'll show him that. But that's the model. Because you know why? My dad found a pic and scanned it for me because I didn't know what the clothes looked like. Those are the clothes. So wait, that's, that, that's, that's the Marky Stevens model. That's, that's a Marky Stevens, that's but not, not the Marky, Marky Stevens. Stevens. Yes. Okay. I actually found the, the adoption papers, but I don't have the, I don't have the certificate. i got to find the certificate. I found the adoption papers over there. Sorry, we're, we're getting off tra topic. I'm not sure this is going to make the, the, the Hall of Fame uh, segment. We're kind of going off topic. We always get off topic. All right. People love it. Okay, we got a we got a Patreon Q and A, Ian, which also might be a, a segment. It, it, it it's it's but, a so we've got a, this Patreon Q and A, and you, you do that by going to the Patreon.com. You, you put slash, another nickel in that Nickelodeon. Yeah, Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. Insert coin, turn handle, <laughs> and out comes content. Put another nickel in in that Nickelodeon. In third place. Pat's terrible Suncoast working experience. I brought up on the podcast about three or four years ago. I want to go through it more I think detailed. we've done it a couple times, but, but you know, it's always nice to bring these back to new listeners. It's always, always nice to bring up my horrific work experiences every once in a while. Um, that was 26%. 27%. What would a CU podcast would we look like? And in first place, at 47%, this is why it's also going to be a segment, uh, the worst game scams people have tried to pull on us. This is why it's also a Tales from the Game Store. The Game Store. So, Kieran, a... rewind it and put the intro <laughs> in before the Patreon. It's a two-in-one. Um, go, Ian. So, this is an older tale, and I believe I've told this on the podcast before, but why not go over it again? Because, uh, you know, it's 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 going under two new headings this time. Sure. Um, 
the worst scam anyone ever tried to pull on me was when I was working at the store, and it was a sale day. It was a Saturday. Now, we do two buy two, get one free sales a year. And, and they Pat are never gets told about them. And they are busy as shit. Um, the most recent one we had was a month uh, ago. The most recent one we had was about a month ago, and the Saturday was the biggest sales day Luna's ever had, um, which is nuts. So they're always busy. People do come in usually beforehand and try to. Um, it's a peach gummy, man. It's a, you can smell it. Yeah, you can smell the the potters on there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can smell the potters. Um, it's still kind of malleable. Sorry, go. <laughs> um, so people will always try to get some credit for this, and that's fine. A lot of people who have done this before know that they should come in a few days beforehand to get their credit, trade their stuff in. And then there are people who come in on the day... And they realize that they've kind of made a, a bad mistake by doing it. And they, they almost always, they apologize when people come in to trade stuff in on like a, a sale day where it's crushed. They're like, oh, you know, sorry to take up your time. Sure. Whatever. But we go through it. And it's usually not a huge amount. So we go through it and we give them the credit. So one day this shaggy bastard who I hate comes into the <laughs> store. Shaggy bastard. Comes into the store. I don't like him at all. You know, people are going to call you a shaggy bastard, potentially. That's fine. I don't give a shit. I am a shaggy bastard. <laughs> um, but this sh- uh, this guy was shaggy in that he had, like, an overgrown bowl cut kind of way. And, yeah, it was just... Bleh. He was... Bleh. I didn't like him. So, he's always given me shit. At the, he had always given me shit at the store prior. He's one of those guys who'll bring in, like... 50 fucking games. And then after you give him a credit amount, he'll be like, I need to know what you're giving me. Like, how much was this game? You did tell this to me before. Yeah. yeah. So, this guy comes in Saturday around 11.30, so half an hour after we're open, when we're dealing with our first busiest point of the day, usually, and drops... Drops? A, a cardboard box with, like, literally about 150 N64 games on the table. So he, he either has a big collection and goes to the swap meet or thrift stores and... Holy shit. And then he drops a box of NES games on the table. Okay. Probably about 60 of these. So 200 games about. Yeah. And he goes, I want to get store credit. And I said, okay. And he goes, I want to know what I'm getting for each of these. And I looked at him and I said, that's not happening. I said, these are all... They were mostly sports games in the N64 box. I was like, I can't... I, I said, we're having a sale. And, like I said, it wasn't me just being like this to this guy right off the bat. I've had issues with the guy before. So, like, he, he would always be troublesome. And then with this situation with, with a lot of people in there, you, can't, you don't have the time to yeah, I, I 200 I, fucking games. I, I, can't, I can't give him the exact quote for 200 games. I'm going to go through them, and I'm going to do my best to give him a fair price. Yeah. But I'm tailing it in my head. And if he wants to know what a certain game is, if it's particularly rare, sure, I can probably tell him. Sure. But, no, dude, I, I can't break down how many cents I'm giving you for each of these sports I can't games. tell you how much Mike Piazza Strike Zone is going to get you. There was a lot of copies of that in there. Why do I not own a copy of Mike Piazza Strikes when I love Mike Piazza? I should have one sealed. So I start going through it. And, um, you know, I I get a rough tally in my head for the N64 sports games. And then I start going through the NES games. And, oh, a little Samson. Obviously fake keep going through some of them uh, that's song in the back that's what you hear the door's not closed oh um do you want me to close that? i'm gonna close it you keep talking okay so he's like there's some good stuff in there 
Really, that's what he says, like, for the oh, NES stuff. Yeah, he's like, there's some good stuff in there for the NES stuff. And I was like, okay. So, I go through all the N64 stuff, and then I start going through the NES stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is a bullshit little Samson. So I put it back in for a second. And I keep going through. Oh, here's a bullshit stadium event. Oh, wow. And I keep going through. So the N64, you didn't notice anything, but now you're going through the NES. Yeah. And then I go through the end of the NES, and, oh, here's a bullshit Flintstones. What? The, the trifecta of, of rare NES games that people will be looking for. Like, that's it. Yep. So I said, hey, man, you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Were people in the store? Yeah. Oh, people were in the store. But I was pissed. And he goes, huh? What? And I said, bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. And he goes, oh, well, I was going to tell you. And I said, no, motherfucker. I said, it's your duty when you bring this stuff in. He's like, I, he said, I was going to tell you, babe. I didn't know if you guys took, like, repros on the side or whatever. And I was like, no, 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 no. I said, you brought all this in here on a sale day. And I yeah, I, I showed them all. I, yeah, I went like that to all the I'm people. I'm busy. And, like, the people are watching this now. I said, when I'm busy, you tell me you need to know what I'm giving you for everything. And then you slide bootlegs into this box. Like, I'm just not going to see him. Would he, do you think he would have said something if you, if you no. said... No. And I said... And that's what I said. I said, the burden is on you to bring these in and be like, here are my games. By the way, these are repros. Do you guys okay. take them? If you had priced it, maybe you, you, if you said... If you went through mentally, this is worth nothing, 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 and gave him a total, do you think he would have said, wait a minute, I have three rare games in there? Or do you think he would have just let it slide? you think he was just... Make, he wanted to no, see if I, he screwed I, Like up. I said, I had had previous encounters with this dude i knew what he was doing so he tried something like this before no yeah not exactly but he had been an asshole the whole time it was okay. obvious what he was trying to do he wanted to see if you if you slipped up he might not have said hey that's a rare game but if, if you gave him a thousand dollars for a couple of, of rare games well, he would have that's, 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 that's what i'm saying if i had given him the money he would have said anything he wouldn't have said anything oh he really thinks that if he saw state events that you wouldn't have questioned it immediately i guess a game that's worth thousands of dollars so I was like, no, no, I said, that's not how it works. Because I did say that. I said, if I had decided to give you money for these, you wouldn't have said anything. I said, you're only telling yes, me now because, because I'm calling you out. And I yeah. said, on top of that, these are absolutely miserable bootlegs. And he just, like, looked around. And, like, one someone in the store was like, oh. And, like, he just, <laughs> oh. he grabbed up his shit. And he was like, this is bullshit. I've given you tons of business, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you trade in bullshit for months. You trade in sports games for months so that you can come back and buy, like, the expensive game. He was never the type of person who spent any money in the store. It was always, what can I have for my absolute literal garbage? And you you taken a lot of it. And yeah, then... and that's fine. But don't come in here and then, but then when I call you out, don't act like you've fucking put my kids through college. Because you haven't. <laughs> the most you've you ever... Know. Do you know what my, my, my Wayne Gretzky hockey on N64 did for you? Yeah, yeah I mean, so, yeah, so I told him the guy. And, and, and that was, that's the story. And then he, that was just like, I, I cannot believe that someone would do that. And like I said, I'm sure there are listeners who are going to be like, oh, maybe he didn't know. No, no he you knew. know if you're a game collector. You fucking yeah, know. He's that kind of game you collector. Know. There's no way you'd have three games like that, um, that the real ones would be worth 
fucking, you know, with the same as several thousand dollars, if not 10 grand all combined. You don't throw them in a fucking box with a, a 60 other fucking NES games. Yeah, and you hope know. I overlook them so that you can be like, oh, I need money for these, or if you, I'm going to give you was, money for them, then... You think you were looking for, oh my god, there's three games here, I'm going to give you 5,000 in credit for these games. Like, he wanted you to do that. I, I, when you bring in 200 shit games and you hide three decent ones in there, yeah, you're either hoping... Decent, these are games that make your store a lot of money not just yeah. it. so yeah it was it was awful and uh and we banned them from the store you never came back you ever, you ever get a real stadium events in the store never had a real stadium events have had you had a real little samson right? i've had a real little samson but long ago and a real dinosaur peak real dinosaur peak long ago and i had it was crazy in like a one year period before anyone gave a shit about it mm-hmm. when it was still like a 40 dollar game i had Three copies of Bonk's Adventure. When no one gave a shit. Well, I mean, before the, the the NES bug really hit a lot more people. Yeah, exactly. People saw it and they're like, "Oh, I, you know, I, I wasn't there to see that. I did, I would have saw that in 2000. I would have bought it." <laughs> uh, we're talking more like 2005, 2007. Six. Yeah, 2006, okay. 2007. Like when I first started working there, when we first got we saw a bunch of them. First got the San Diego. You got to tell the story how you got hired at Luna. I don't think you ever told me that. That's that's for a future one. Yeah, some other time. It sounds like a, I want the interaction with you and Trey. I want to pay to see that first interaction. All right, so that's Ian's uh, tale from the game store. So uh, for for Pat, real quickly, I, I've never had someone really try to pull a scam on me directly like that, or try to pawn something off. I just have had uh, resellers just lie to me when they buy stuff from my collection, which I, I find out later. You know, it's like, oh, you're a friend, come over. This is this was more, uh, not a castle country. This was more, you know, like six years ago. I have someone, a friend with the swap me comes over. It's like, oh, yeah, I have an extra diehard in NES. Very uncommon game, borderline rare. You know, I have these games. So it's like, you know what, I'll give it to you what I bought them for. This was when Pat was naive. This was when Pat was trying to make friends. Pat's nice. Pat wants to give people, you know, a shot. So it's like, so then when I see this stuff being sold, uh, you know, months later, um, at the retail value, I just go, you know, well, that's interesting. What the fuck? And they always feel like, well, you know, I decided to get rid of some stuff. It's like, no, you always were going to get rid of it. You always were. Uh, which is fine. Just be honest about it. I'm not, I'll, I'll sell you something if you're going to resell it. Just be honest. And it's happened again with a bigger seller a, a few years ago where I sold a bunch of my, I always talk about I have all these extra box NES games. I think I sold them like 30 of them. And, it wasn't a huge deal at the time because he, he always would say to me, you know, this is for my collection, like, like up front. Well, this is for my collection. And he used it as a marketing, excuse me, as a bargaining tool, a bargaining chip where I'm like, well, I think I'm giving you a good deal. Well, come on. These are for my collection. So now you're going from negotiation tactic to lying. I know when you, I know there's a lot of things you do in negotiation and you fudge things and there's a, there's an art to it, but now you're just not being truthful and that's what bothers me. Um, so then when I go to a convention and amongst the first of all, when I see, well, this person is selling a thousand different games, which is fine. And then when I see, oh, there's my Zen intergalactic ninja in the box that I sold to you that you specifically said was going to be for your collection. Maybe a change of heart. Um, so it's <laughs> it's not illegal. I'm not saying that. It's just highly unethical. 
in negotiate in business negotiations to do that. That's all. I, uh, so- I I took it in stride. I didn't get pissed. I made a joke about. It. I said, oh, I said, there's my Zen. Oh, there's my puss and boots in the box. Oh, there's my I I because I, I knew that specifically those were my. I could tell they were from yeah. how the boxes were. So. Uh- I know that guy very well. I know the guy you're talking to very well. And I actually like the guy. I do too. I like him. He's yeah. he's nice. He's he's given me a lot of really good deals. He has. But when he I, but I actually started noticing that too because yeah. he would come into the store and be like, "Oh, I need this one for my collection." And I just started calling him out. I'm like, "No, you don't. I'm going to see that at SoCal." I'm like, "I know you're not buying just, this for your collection." Just, and then he even he even said one time he was like, "Well, everything I buy is like I kind of want to keep it, but then I just decide I, I no. you know I sell everything and I'm like no no it's a business I understand it's a business I'm not saying yeah. it's bad it's a business just be fucking honest just be honest about it dude I, I, but at first I give people the benefit of the doubt maybe Pat's too nice in doing that because I've gotten you know and like not I burned said, but he's not a bad guy he's no I don't just, I know he's not he's, he's got my phone number yeah no he really knows who he is like so yeah I mean yeah he's I think he's got mine too but yeah he's your phone number so he buys he's, he's bought stuff at Luna to resell you're saying yes uh, he has my phone number to let me know when he gets uh, PC Engine stuff but he hasn't gotten PC Engine stuff in ages oh he, oh he buys stuff from you but there's enough margin for him to resell stuff he buys at the store uh, that's I think it's just like stuff to sell little things or... or things that he can find like um, maybe something that maybe... that maybe he can contact a little I don't I don't know or maybe just something to beef up your own game supply for what you when you're selling you don't want just all filler luna slips from time to time Uh, i I don't know i've ever caught luna slipping the 40 dollar ducktales in the box uh 11 years ago whatever that was ducktales too those two for 40 bucks that's how much the cart was worth so you said at the time well we're not charging that much more for the box in america because the time no one really gave a shit yeah at that point in time we hadn't really done it it so. was for my collection. It's still on the shelf yeah, over there. I haven't, I haven't sold it yet. That's fine. I think 10 years is the statute of limitations on saying it's for your collection. How about five <laughs> years? Five years is the statute. You need to give her five years. Five so. years is when I can say, okay. So I don't want to call him out by name, and next time I see him, I'll give him a hug. But I, don't ever sell him anything for your his collection. Oh, well, now, now we make jokes about <laughs> yeah. it, because when oh, I yeah, see no, my I stuff for sale. <laughs> I make the same Now joke. I want my Zen Intergalactic Ninja back. At this point, I didn't have the manual, so I sold a lot of stuff I had the manual for. Oh, Sorry. that's why it wasn't for his collection. Oh, that explains it. Yeah, that's what explains. Oh, it. No manual. Well, that, gotta get that, rid of the it. Puss in Boots had a manual, I think. I I would I would. I like didn't it. sell my Tom. I sell my Tom Sawyer. You want my Tom Sawyer in the box? I, I would, think I still have it. I would take a Tom Sawyer and a Puss in Boots in the box. I don't have the Puss in Boots anymore. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'll find it. Well, well, I, I might be selling this person so much. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. All for the collection. We, we were kind of talking about it last night uh, when you know, we put this up as a topic and we're like, it looks like it's going to win. He was like, well, I mean, he's probably going to end up buying more of my shit. Yeah, anyways. he's going to buy like, <laughs> he'll show up with like cash and I'm like, all right, just take it. Yep. You know, if, if 40 cents on the dollar, just take it all. So, so Pat can have a, a reasonable life once he hit 40. You know, so oh, so that was so what was it? That was our Patreon poll topic. That was our Patreon poll slash also tales, tales from the, the game, game store and tales from Pat's game collector collecting buddies. I guess you can say. I guess um, that hasn't happened recently. No one's tried to really scam me out of it. Oh, I will say this: uh, people try next to ca- time. Next time you see him, you should quote Randy Pitcher and be like, "Why you would fuck me? On this? Why you <laughs> fuck me on, me on this? Thanks a lot." <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a Q&A. Q&A time. We got a Q on and the C a. podcast. Uh, this is from at uh, MSU Hitman coming back. He's a regular. 
We uh, 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 dad ass is my boss needs to get back in here. Otherwise, he's gonna lose his. He's lose his stature as he's the goat. Lose his stature as the goat. goat. Well, you you got to you got to prove it unless you're retiring. Uh, thoughts on people scamming GameStop by swapping labels on Switch cards. This is from a Reddit post where there's a story. So yeah, apparently people now take the stickers off, put them on different games, and. Uh, sell them because i mean okay the amount of investment the amount of what you make here on this scam seems incredibly small for ruining a, a game so basically someone the the example here shows that someone bought um la noir no they bought smash ultimate from gamestop okay and when they put it in their uh switch it turned out to be L.A. Noir. Okay, so originally the person had an L.A. Noir and a Smash. They, they, they swapped the stickers, basically. They swapped the stickers because the Smash is going to get you five times the fucking credit that the L.A. Noir is now going to get you. Sure. Um, I should have bought that Switch version by the L.A. Noir. Yeah, I keep meaning to at some point. It has all the, the fucking 18 different fucking exclusive add-ons for every goddamn store. I'm glad I stopped doing that I shit. I never played it, so it's I fun. Figured, Yeah, It's fine. I know you really liked it. Um, Modern so, game. So, yeah. So, what they're saying... I can see this is kind of the old uh, you rent a game, open it up, and put a different game in. Which is what Scott, who dated my sister, did. Ah. He, he swapped. He Scott did it. Sounds like he was an all right, an all right ruffian. He was on the edge, like I said. He wouldn't hurt you, but he was involved on the edge. Chaotic good. Like he, had, he had, like he could have went in the wrong path, but he was, you know, he was a, he was a tweener, Ian. He was a tweener. So he swapped uh, Blades of Steel with Mock Rider. That's what he did. Fair trade. Yeah, fair trade. <laughs> That's a trade up. That's a trade up. So yeah, now, a whole, I mean, whole, whole star trade up. So we've seen this sort of stuff happen before. Like, if you ever rented games back in the day, guaranteed you probably rented one that was the wrong game. I never did that, by the way. I never saw one that was. Oh, really? I, okay. I, I was lucky. my buddy and I rented. I think it was Tony Hawk Two for the N sixty four. Okay, and it ended up being like a Madden or something like that. So a lot of people had these bit drivers. I don't I know how they do it, but I mean, it happened. They figure it out. Yeah. 14 year olds figure it out. So um, now it can come back with labels, although I can't imagine these labels are super easy to peel off. And actually, it almost looks like when you look at this video this it. guy posted. So this is the, the guy who bought it posted this. Yeah. When you look at the video that this guy posted, if you pause it right as he's putting the um, Smash Brothers uh, cart in, you can see in the upper left-hand corner where it looks like the sticker. Oh, was, you can see the little white mark, the, the yeah, little finger. Where, where they picked it yeah, away. Yeah, this is probably like some, some nice glue. So, so this is the issue, though, right? So GameStop's not testing these when they come in, obviously. They're not putting them in a Switch and saying that's the right No, game. and apparently there's a somewhat easy way to check that uh, they're mentioning on uh, Reddit, which is um, there Four is digits. a digit. There's, it says it's five, but there's like five digits on the sticker and then uh, five digits that should match up on the back of the cartridge. So then when they produce it, they know this game has these four digits and this sticker. That makes, well, that's a brilliant way. Thanks, Nintendo, for thinking of that. Yeah, because like, apparently GameStop doesn't know. But so <laughs> once again, it's it's just it's GameStop dropping the ball. It, not necessarily the employees, even because they probably don't know. A lot of times, these games do get traded. I mean, they don't test every game, and that's fine. I understand that. Where's my switch? But Something it here. does seem like it should be an easy thing to tell your employees. Hey, when we get Switch games in, just check to make sure these numbers are the same on the back. And someone says the same for DS and 3DS games. I didn't know that. Yes, that 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 um, I noticed. So I, it says it's really small on the back, but you can see it. So that's brilliant. Thanks, Nintendo. That's a safeguard. Yep. So hopefully, you know, the message will go down the line and uh, 
you know, this will get taken care of. I just, I do, in this instance, feel bad for, you know, any employee who may have had to deal with shit on this because if they're not taught this, then they they can't know it. No, I didn't know about it myself. I, I, I want to look at my Switch games now and see. So I'm guessing they can probably return the game like, this is bullshit. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they can and be like, you... Because no, no one's going to be like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for What here? does an alien noir go for on eBay? Should I say someone will pull this scam off? I'm uh, saying I will. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. No, no one's gonna think you're lying about. Uh, you know, I really want this LA noir, but they put, you know, but so I put a fake stick. It's bullshit. Whatever. I'm losing. So it. maybe it's the same same uh, seller that try to scam you with the the fake uh, statements. It must be. And yeah, it must be the same guy. He just travels around. Yeah. Where do you think he went, Ian? You think he, he stopped collecting? Did you, maybe maybe you struck the fear fear of collecting God in him, and he 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 he, he became a proper game collector. I don't know. He's and probably so, one of those weirdos who became a free man on the land or a sovereign citizen or something. And, free man on the land? Yeah. What is what the hell is that? You mean like he? This is my. This is, I own this land. Your laws have no effect on me. Yeah, that sort of thing. That sort of thing. Those people are crazy. He seems like he'd be that kind of crazy. There was a character person. like that in Longmire. It was actually the guy from Big Lebowski. The the, the the one of the, the nihilists. Oh really? Uh, and also he was also um um in um Jesus Christ, fucking the Coen Brothers movie Fargo. That, oh, the same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he played that in Longmire. He's in a few episodes where he has a scary family. He's like he he, like, he knows what the Constitution is back of his hand, and he's like, yeah, they know "This is wrong. my land. You come <laughs> my land. I have the right to shoot you." And it's just like. So Longmire, Longmire is a great fucking show. No one talks about Longmire. He had to deal with him a few times. My dad liked Longmire. Very good show. Yeah, very good show. And that's how I know I'm sixty years old at heart because no one over, you know, un- under forty watches watch Longmire. Sorry, go on <laughs> about a Wyoming sheriff. No, that's all I got to say. By the all way, right. those people are fucking scary. I, I I never met one. Oh, they th- they think they're the law, so they think like laws don't apply yep. to them. Like, go, go find your own island somewhere then that you buy. Sorry, is that it for this uh, Q&A topic? That's it for this CU podcast. This is kind of economical again. Last one was about two hours. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah, well, that's where we're trying to be is about an hour and a hey, half. Hey, I'm trying to keep it nice for Kieran. He's got to stay up late. Yeah. You know, stay up late, at, you know, doing this in Ireland. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he has a nice mug of herbal tea. Oh, probably. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, this wasn't a bad one. Yeah, it was fine. We gonna do something for my birthday. Remember, we went to Nickel City. That was fun. Like seven I would years like ago. to go do something for your birthday. And that's a... when I can give you Vani's gifts. Oh wow, he's gonna invite me to something. I, I don't even, know what yet, but even, we'll... even, if it's, even if it's just playing pinball over let's, here. Let's go play pinball Friday. You want, you want to play pinball Friday for your birthday? Oh, that's like oh. I'll even buy oh. you a margarita. Oh, yeah. I don't usually have margaritas when I'm out. I usually do a vodka when I'm out. But I got whatever. It's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it let's out. go play pinball Friday. You know, I haven't, had, I haven't had a beer in like three years, I think. Really? I'm just not a beer person anymore. I haven't had a my beer palace, in three days. My, <laughs> my palace just totally changed. Like, that's a thing when you get older. No, it happens. It, it, so, Treg, uh, Treg used to be the big craft beer guy. Mm-hmm. And then, about three years ago, he just rum. 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 And not, <laughs> rum, <laughs> maybe four years ago, but now he's got like it it's was like always su- beer, 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 or gin and tonics out. And uh, when we were out, we would always drink gin and tonics. And then he started to get into rum. And then like four or five years ago, he bought into it whole hog, built a tiki bar in his garage. I've seen the tiki bar. It's, a, it's that was it's, like what three four years ago. It's even nicer now. Yeah, well, it's, I got invited to Trey's birthday party. Um, How old is Trey? Like forty, forty one. He's young. he just turned thirty. 
30? He just turned 30. So he hired you when he was 18? <laughs> yes. Go to go-getter, Trey Hughes. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I get it. Like, he, his his palate has changed completely. I don't know the last time I saw him and, drink a beer. And it wasn't like, it's not like I can't drink a beer, but I really don't enjoy it. Like, I really, I'm just like, 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 it has to be something like a Corona, where it's like on the lighter side. I'll make or, you a Michelada sometime. I can have like a, like a, Stella Artois, like that's really that's like the range of my palate of drinking, or like a Miller Lite, like it's like it's right in there. There's not a lot I could drink anymore. So, so and I drink a lot in college. I'm not would you I drink did. a Corona if I mixed it with Clamato? What's Clamato? I thought something is that is that is that the is that the, the zesty thing? clam and tomato juice? I'll say it's tomato juice. I did. Yeah. Okay. I put shitloads of spices in it, and then you mix. Do you it. make your own? Do you make your own Bloody Marys with like a burger in it? Uh, I have. <laughs> I never got that. That's a meal. I've never made. I, I, I've always. I, I've always been a huge fan of Bloody Marys and Micheladas, and that's like those. Martinis, Your stomach just growled because we're talking about it. My stomach's been growling like this for two days, even though I've eaten. Vani last like yesterday I had a horrible headache, and I was sitting on the couch, and she was in the kitchen by the fridge, and goes, "Was that your stomach?" And I'm like, "Yes." The last one in the pocket, and she's like, "You need to eat." And I do eat. You're going to the gym. Your metabolism's on the rise. Five I'm, pounds I'm, down. In how many weeks? A month? Three weeks to a month. You yeah. didn't tell me when you started going back to the gym. Why is that? You didn't mention it. Because I don't like to talk about it. Why not? I will give you encouragement. Because it's just, I encourage people. It's just a thing I do. And I, when I don't go to the gym, I work out at home. So if I can't make it to the gym, I have a quick routine I do where I do like 20 crunches or 20, 20 squats, 20 push-ups, 20 crunches. 100 jumping jacks, 20 squats, 20 push-ups, 20 crunches, and then I stretch for like 10 minutes. What are you, one punch man here? You, you try- yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> well, he ran, five, well yeah. he ran five miles a day. Yeah, I, I, have not, I haven't done the, the five miles. I like miles. how one punch man really just goes all in and how fucking stupid it is. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you get so powerful? Well, I did push-ups and squats <laughs> and I ran. It's like, yeah. well, that doesn't make any sense. Every day. <laughs> and then I lost my hair somehow doing that. <laughs> What else? that show's finally coming back? Uh, um, I, yeah, it's already out. I heard the second season isn't as good, but I I'll watch it. it it's brilliant. Um, this is I'll make a deal with you. You start going to yoga with Vani on Mondays uh-huh. with me. I make I, I don't know. I'll, I'll buy dinner or something. We'll do something. I don't know if I'm, I'll I mean, go. You gotta do yoga. Mm. Mats are cheap. They're like six bucks, seven bucks for a mat at Home Goods. You know. All right, all right. I'll contemplate it. This is big for because he didn't stop going to the gym for like three years. So this is this is big news. Yeah, or two I, years he stopped. When I got sick, I didn't go, and then after well, I you've been fine for like a year now. Yeah, and then I went once after I like started to feel better, and then I fell off of it. But Vani's actually been very inspirational. She's been keeping up on it. So that's great. Like Vani's doing better. She's uh, doing great with the yoga. Yeah, and so like I'll go Wednesdays night. I'll go Wednesday nights. I'll go um, usually on Friday, and then maybe Saturday. Do you have off on Friday? Uh, Friday is like a. Well, I have off. It's a half day for Vani. It's a day we usually hang out. Um, but we try to go on Fridays, or we go Mondays if we can't do Fridays. The couples that work out together and lift together stay together. Yeah. It's I, been I, good. I, I used to go with my ex uh, to the gym, and it worked out. And I feel great. I, I mean, she I never, feel great afterwards. She never liked to watch me. I always said, hey, why don't you come in the MMA room, heavy bag stuff, because she used to do Taekwondo. I was like, let's work out. And she never liked that. That's how I knew we were growing apart. She didn't want to see me punch a heavy bag, get turned on, hopefully. <laughs> Muscular, masculine man. Yeah, I mean, all sweaty. Yeah. See, I, I have a decent left body shot. Sorry. Sorry. A lot of things going on in my head. Yeah. She's actually moving to Hawaii next week. It's already like, 
eight, nine days away. Bet you Doug Tanapple would get real hot and bothered watching you on a hobby bag. Would he? Yeah, I think so. Just be like, wipe the sweat away? Yeah, oh, Doug boy. Tanapple loves a nude male chest. Does he? Yeah. Create an earthworm gym? Mm-hmm. He loves it, our pal Doug? Fuck, oh, he lo- he loves... You've been getting your jabs in this podcast here and there. Yep. I don't get brigaded again. <laughs> hey, fuck it. Mm. Career's already ended once. All right, so that's the see you podcast. That's the end. And that's just the beginning. Uh, so we'll see you in a week. We're going to be at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, uh, August uh, 10th and 11th. Yep, it uh, is. So that'll be fun. Yep. We'll be there with our pal Frank Cifaldi. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. Cheap-ass gamers uh, podcast will be there. Or cheap ass gamers cast and more will be there, and I'll be in Missouri Game Con August second uh, and third, third, yeah, or second August second, and then I will be at uh, Too Many Games. I'll be making my return to Too Many Games. Oh, and I- my uh, my student loan payment is due. Okay, according uh, to my uh, email. <laughs> so. Too Many Games is going to be again in, in Oaks, PA, June twenty first to twenty third. Uh, so go to Too Many Games. Uh, for info there and more information. Okay, that's it. Happy birthday to Pat. Um, if you're listening to this, I, I like the birthday wishes. I don't need any presents or anything. I'm not saying I get a ton, but um, if you want to do something for my birthday, I would appreciate it. Maybe you can donate to the World Wildlife Fund. You can do that. Uh, so that's WWF.org uh, there. And then uh, they do great work uh, because uh, uh, our world is fucking crumbling, and the animals are the first to suffer. So, World um, Wildlife Fund, San Diego Zoo, SPCA, well, all wonderful well, places. Well, make it easy. Just go to yeah. WWF.org, uh, and then you can donate there. I've donated them before. Uh, that cat is beautiful there. Look at that fucking jungle kitty there. And they uh, have adorable. a real cute logo. And, and, they, and they beat down WWE for the, for the name. And for the, and for As the, they the, should you know, have. As they should have, because WWE didn't do enough to differentiate themselves. Nope. Anyway, all right, that's all for now. Happy birthday to Pat.